0: This is It Only Hurts When I Talk, a podcast about Gen X aging, disgracefully. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we reminisce about our first jobs and why child labor builds character. We also learn about Greg's experience as a hairy lifeguard and James' love for the moms of the kiddie pool. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and all your favorite platforms. Enough of this chit-chat. Let's get on with it. So, season 2: The Rebeginning. Season 2: The Rebeginning. I I can't wait till we get to season 8 so we can
1: call it the Ocho. Season 2: The Beginning. The the beginning. Oh.
0: Yes, that, exactly.
1: It sounds like some disturbing Halloween movie thing. Except,
0: precisely. It's the season. Ugh.
1: Ugh. I hate it.
0: Yeah, I've had a lot of that going on right now. It's Top 101 best horror movie moments of all time was yesterday's marathon with my wife. So, do you watch them with her, or do you go hide? Oh no, they're on in the background. It's a, yeah, I, something in their jeans. I don't know. It's. I, I, yeah, I just don't sit in my living room during this time
1: of year at all. I just go elsewhere and, and do other things, or just go to bed early because I I can't watch that stuff. I get scared. I get very scared very easily.
0: What? Well, no one is shocked right now. <laughs> one
1: one day when it's when it's relevant to the topic, I will tell the story of. Um, of invasion of the body snatchers. Oh jeez. Yeah. as a youth and the nice. and the oh, it, oh you know what it could be a whole it could be a whole episode the poor parenting decisions uh, by oh, by, by, by my parents.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. There you go.
1: <laughs> and, and just you know th- things they let me do that they shouldn't have. <laughs> Pretty
0: much everything I talk about is poor parenting decisions from my side. But anyway.
1: But but it's not usually like like excessive amounts of freedom.
0: Well, sure it is because I was a feral child <laughs> you were a feral child <laughs> more or less I mean not I wasn't running around like in you know diapers smudged with dirt, but yeah, i, I was as long as long as I didn't rock the boat right mhm then then really, it's all anybody cared about
1: like my, my father had a history of of letting me see movies that I should not have been watching. Oh, nice. I don't know why? Nice. I don't know why it's so um, nice. Oh boy, yeah. We we that'll take too long. That'll just that'll take us well away from topic at hand. If we go there,
0: well, it is kind of kind of on point with what we were going to talk about today, which is jobs when we were a kid. Mm-hmm. And when we a long time, long long time ago, when we were thinking about coming up with topics, I wanted to talk about jobs when we had when we were a kid because I had very specific expectations of me. Ah. as as a kid as it related to jobs whether that was like chores or like actually getting a job and it had a lot to do with my, my family and I think being my parents being completely obsessed with the fact that the most important thing in life was work and mm-hmm. to not make waves and so thou shalt get a job and keep their head down in color <laughs> and uh, it's just what's expected of you mm-hmm. uh, it's like what you're you're 12. What's wrong? What do you mean you can't work in the state? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, we've we've talked before, you've mentioned before something along the lines of, I, I don't recall a topic it was, about the whole, don't embarrass me.
0: Thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Is,
1: that, is that part of it, that, that there's an expectation socially that, you know, oh, your kid's 10 now. Are they
0: working? I think it's, it, possibly it was a thought by them, but I'm sure people around them didn't think that right? It's like the most important thing a person could do is work and not make waves. And I'm sure that has a whole lot to do with both sides being very strict Catholics, but the, this whole concept. So that, that meant, you know, as a kid, the same is expected of you work and don't make waves. And so I want to talk about the working part and all the stuff I did and when it started, I mean, cause when I I mean, legit, it was like 10 years old and it was like lawn mowing. You're like, oh, hey, that sounds like a good idea. You know, mow some lawn, make some money. No, no, no money involved. No, I, it was akin to child slave labor, I think, uh, to go around and mow all your various great aunts and uncles uh, lawns because that's what you did. Oh, so that was a chore. It was not a job. Well, it started out as a chore. Okay. Right. Started out as a chore. And then I figured, wait a second. There's other people around here that'll actually pay me money to do this. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So then I'm, I'm going up and down the street, mostly to old widow houses and being like, hey, y'all, you need you, your lawn mowed? And so by the time I was like 13, I had like this whole lawn mowing route up and down my street. Oh, wow. That's what I would do and be like, of course, back in the day, give me like five bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember this one, this one woman I went mowed her yard and pulled some weeds and stuff. She gave me like $20, and I thought, like, I just lost my mind. <laughs> um, suddenly then I had, well, I can't go mow Aunt So-and-So's yard today. I've got all these other yards to mow because they're they're basically paying customers. To- <laughs> right, right. The freebies come last. <laughs> and, you know, pretty soon you just, they, they stop. I can't get around to it. They get overgrown so that somebody else goes and mows it. And I'm just like, well. It's kind of the way it works. You know, I'm in demand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned, if, if nothing else, I learned at a very early age, the value of uh, supply and demand. <laughs> yes. Mommy's little
1: capitalist. <laughs> uh-huh. Pretty much. Pretty much. Very nice. And so that, it, interesting that you're able to fade out of the free stuff and it wasn't a problem. That you weren't being told you were shirking your responsibilities?
0: Oh, dude, that, of course I was. Oh, okay. I mean, of course I that was. <laughs> absolutely. And, and every now and again, I'd have to go and do it. And it'd be like, you haven't been over there for three weeks. And I'd have to use this ancient-ass lawnmower and, like, push it through, like, eight inches of grass. I was going to ask if self-propelled was, was even a thing what? back then. I didn't think it was. What? No way. No, no way. Uh, absolutely not. It was the cheapest-ass lawnmower that you could never get pole started. I mean, it was it was barely it was barely a, a gasoline powered device. It might as well have been a real mower. We we had an electric. We had a plug in electric wow, mower. And, and it, and that's, it was not that's a, like way ahead of its time. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> well, well, I don't I don't know if you ever saw the house in Westchester if you were ever there. Um, but it not a, not a huge yard or front. I mean, not not a huge lawn at all. But. I'd have to be plugged in And of course there was always the threat of If you run that over You're probably going to electrocute yourself <laughs> So um, Always flipping the cord back and forth as a, but, but it was light as could be Oh yeah I can imagine mm-hmm. Yeah my my, it- my my first job And I didn't start work until two, 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 That was the summer after my Sophomore year of high school um, And in, in true Westchester fashion uh, My mommy found me my job
0: Oh, lovely. <laughs> yes. Well done.
1: So I, I had been going to camp for a number of years, to, to sleep away camp, and I took lifeguard training one year just because it was something to do. I get home from camp, and it's still a couple weeks till school starts, and my mother had been at the town pool, and there, I think I've told this story already. There was, a, there was a fight going on between the lifeguards, who were all teenagers, because two of them who were sisters, their parents surprised them with a trip for the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're leaving tomorrow for like the Bahamas or something. I don't know. And the, the head lifeguard is like, There are only five of us who work here. Two of you can't leave <laughs> with no right. notice for the last two weeks of the season. So my my mother kind of walked over and said, My son just got his lifeguard certification. They're like, have him here tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> so I, I ended up with a job and I and I carried that into the next like four or five summers, I want to say. I did it I did it into well into college. Nice.
0: Thank um, you, mommy.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and I mean we're talking about the late 90s and I'm making late 90s, late
0: 80s. Oh god, you're right, late 80s. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Oh well. Wait, are you are you are you recording this have you you're... been You're on the wrong podcast, pal. You've no. been lying to me all these years. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Late 80s. My bad. Um but I was
1: making I think $16 an hour, which was amazing at wow. that time. Wow.
0: That's incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it and, is Westchester, though. so I mean, It yeah. is. And
1: and time and a half when um, every day someone had to come in at 8 a.m., the pool opened at noon, and you had to do four hours for the swim team. But you mm-hmm. didn't even have to go out there and watch them. You would just unlock the place and take a nap in the guard room. Wow. So you'd get four hours at time and a half once a week doing that. I mean, it was crazy. It, it was yeah, absolutely
0: nuts. I, I suppose the swim team knows how to swim. Therefore, the guarding of life is less important. Yes,
1: yes. There's enough people there that can uh, that can take care of themselves that I'm I'm in the I'm in the guard room with the first aid kid if someone needs a band aid or a ah, sting occurs or something like got that. Got it. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was my job until a couple years into college when I got a job on campus with one of the grad programs
0: and I, I just ended up staying out there after I, that. I couldn't I was such a horny kid. As a lifeguard, it would just have been bad. Well, <laughs> I mean, really, really bad. <laughs> and I will tell you, I mean, that was – so I was
1: uh, 15 when I started there. I, I will say that there comes a point in a young man's life where you, <laughs> where you no longer care about watching the pool – and you're much more interested in being the lifeguard in the kiddie pool area. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because all the moms are there. All the exactly. Moms. There's that There's that change where, because initially it's like, oh, what, really? The kiddie pool? like What am I looking for here? Mm-hmm. But then you realize that, yeah, yeah, that's the thing.
0: <laughs> I'd say something about Stacy's mom, but then that just makes you cringe. <laughs> that's, that's all I can
1: think <laughs> as I'm telling this story is my sister's listening to this going, you're, you're that, disgusting. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Well, that's the truth. That's the truth. I told my friend the other day that. I'm like, I don't know, man, when I was when I was a kid, it was all about which friends, I, you know, I was going trying to, trying to weasel my way in because of how hot their mom was, and so I can go over and spend time at their house. Yeah, I didn't, I, I, I was a entrepreneur from a very early age, and then, basically, it's like, well, one can only mow so many yards with this little push mower, and I'm not putting it in a car and driving all over town, so... What are we going to do? And then I remember, um, well, my my grandfather was uh, a carpenter. And I was always into making stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom, my mommy got me a job uh, with this guy. Was it, did that happen first? No, what happened first was, oh, this is what happened. So we had our, our junior prom. And I was head of the decorating committee. And I'm like, we're going to make this just incredibly, ridiculously awesome over the top kind of stuff. Right. So Mm -hmm. we, we did some really cool building stuff. And one of my English teachers, she's like, wow, you did a really good job. She's like, my husband is a, is a contractor and you know, he's looking for some help this next summer. So would you be interested in helping him, you know, build a house? I'm like, hell yeah, let's do that. So then, uh, I started working with them, uh, this, this woman's husband and, and her older son Thus be thus became the the education of James <laughs> in in the real world uh of Northwest Ohio, where you know, my this guy, one of his favorite terms, this gives you an idea of what I was dealing with. One of his favorite terms to say, like we were working on something to get done, he'd stand back and go, Good enough for a white man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, ooh. Yeah, that's that says it all right there, um, and and so it's like uh, fights with like with like city hall over zoning because he was kind of a slumlord kind of guy too, and I didn't know any of this stuff you know as a kid oh so, sure but but I learned a lot let me tell you about life <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I made pretty good pretty good wage too doing construction work but that's 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 what began the construction work part of my life and that was really a lot of what I did as a teen there'd be a couple of farmers that also had like kind of handyman businesses on the side that I would help out in the summertime hmm. and just did that all through high school. And even, even into my first year of college, Learned a great skill. Let me tell you, I learned, I learned, I still use those skills to today, but my, my working career as a, as a, as a young person was not the fast food or the right. theater or, you know, that kind of like yeah, although I did have a, 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 very briefly, I had a stint in retail and I had a stint in, I don't know, what do you call it? Like amusement park kind of stuff. Oh, gosh. A very, very short stint. Yeah. But I I did get to work to water slide. So that's where I said if I was a full-time lifeguard, things would have been bad. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, especially when you're in the bottom of the pool. Oh, Like a catch pool for the water slide. <laughs> yes. And you have to, you know, help all these uh, people out of, well, a select few out <laughs> of the uh out of the, yeah, because you just got to do your diligence. So. Yeah,
1: Yes, of course. Of course. Oh gosh. Working at the water slide. Yeah. I, you often hear people say, you know, everyone should work in the service industry at some point and, and get a feel for that and, and just deal with unruly customers and whatnot. I, I never did. I mean, I, I wouldn't consider lifeguarding being in the service industry. I was, I was twirling a whistle and uh, in, in five or six years lifeguarding, once I had to, no, twice, I had to jump in the water. Really? Yeah. And it was, you know, both times it was a kid who got a little deeper than they should have.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and I grabbed him and, and you know, parents were like, oh, my God, Johnny, are you okay? And it's like, hey, how about you watch Johnny next time?
0: <laughs> how old were you at that point?
1: Um, the first time I jumped in, I was probably 16.
0: Oh, so the, the actual full shag coat of, of, of body hair was coming in at that
1: point oh God yes yes always. <laughs>
0: always. as right you didn't get pulled down like that like one of those Afghan dogs who's like drowned in there from your own body hair
1: I was I was a high schooler on the swim team at that point yeah oh I bet you had great 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 water resistance <laughs> I, I was not this is not where we are to talk
0: about it's not where we were here to talk about you like s- s- squeeze yourself down with Crisco. Yeah, so you, just to make you faster so you said you did a little bit of retail and <laughs> uh, i know
1: that that your wife had a long stint at mcdonald's oh yes and mine had a short stint at
0: mcdonald's yeah which uh, is amazing because mm-hmm. my wife can't stay in the public like at all mm-hmm. and she would say her f- so of course her least favorite job was working the register yep her m- most favorite job was wiping down tables
1: <laughs> which is so backwards but she lo- but but doesn't want have to wife- talk to people
0: yeah well exactly so it's just her and a rag and a bucket. And so she was wiping down tables. And it's funny because I could still see that tendency in her. we were putting up this uh, outdoor shed type structure. And it's been raining here. Last weekend, we were put finally putting it up. And it's a little muddy, like getting our footprints on and stuff. And she's just like freaking out. She's like, God, get, it's all dirty already. I got I to gotta <laughs> wipe this up.
1: And, and it, it's so funny that that's my wife is the same way, and of course, they're cut of the same cloth, um mm-hmm. where we've talked about other jobs and this and that, and if it's like like she she loves books, loves the library. and things pop up in the in, in the library here from time to time. And she's like, yeah, but then I'm all of them involve working the the front desk and answering the phone and answering questions. And there's just some some barrier to that mm-hmm. um that both of the girls have, whereas, you know I, Look, I'm the one who outspokenly doesn't like people fundamentally, but but I don't have this kind of crippling fear of of, yes. of actually speaking to the public.
0: Right? You you've got you have let's call yours um annoyance triggered mm-hmm. introversion. <laughs> okay, that's that's
1: an interesting you, you, collection of words. Yes,
0: yeah, so your 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 introversion is triggered by your level of annoyance with other people. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the the the, the ladies, they they truly have, like, they can't even get to that point because the concept of being around other humans is just terrifying for them.
1: I will, t- I will tell you offline the story of what happened to me at the pet store this past week. Oh, God. <laughs> but it's not relevant to this conversation.
0: Oh, I thought um, you were going to tell me offline a story that happened to you as a lifeguard, but that's for a different podcast nah, together. I've
1: pretty much told all the lifeguard stories. wasn't that exciting. Uh, um, but, oh, but, my God. It would have been so bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> But so good at the same time. So, so my kids have taken different tacks. You know, I I had asked you before about your with your folks if it was like you you need to have a job, so we don't have to answer the question. Well, what's James up to this summer? Well, you know, the answer better be
0: working. I don't I don't know that it was that. I don't Mm -hmm. know that it was like social pressure. It was like expected. Like you're gonna work because. That's what people do. That's what people do. And, you know, it's like the, the 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 highest praise one could possibly have on as an epitaph is they worked real hard. And granted, my mom was one of nine, youngest of nine off from a farming family. And so I, I get that. But my dad was an only child. He was, he was, his family wasn't all that bad off. So I don't know where that came from either. So I think it's, uh, it's weird. Um, hmm it wasn't the social thing. It was this idea of, that's just what you did. I, I I come back to, I come back to, I think it's a Catholic thing. Don't make waves, work real hard. And, and anything you might actually want for yourself is irrelevant. So don't, don't bother asking. So it's just, it's, yeah, that's the way it was. So for me, it was like, okay, the the question, it wasn't a question of if I was going to have a job. it was, how many jobs are you gonna have? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um I did I didn't have a job. I tried having a job a, a few times and during high school, like as the as the school year was on, mm-hmm. but I just I couldn't do it. And now I, I understand why with challenges that I had with learning, but it was <laughs> it was you know a lot of my friends did you know a lot of my friends worked at mcdonald's they worked at the library and and blah 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 but i just i couldn't do it couldn't balance. It.
1: yeah i no. i didn't work during the school year either obviously lifeguarding obviously was a summer thing and it was interesting when my son he worked a couple summers ago for a friend of mine doing it related stuff and that was that was a situation where you know my friend came to me and said hey does jack want to you know to work for the summer, Jack was like, cool, and and that was good. And as soon as the school year started, it didn't work anymore for him because they, they both wanted it to continue, mm-hmm. but, but he was 16, and this is a small independent business where people are on jobs very often, like installing uh, IT stuff. And by the time Jack left school and got to the office, he'd have 45 minutes before everyone left, and he yeah. couldn't stay there alone.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: it, it became very quickly, it became apparent that he just couldn't do the job during school. And then he tried the super, and then he got used to having an income, so he started uh, working at the supermarket. And that was, I don't want to say it was a train wreck because it wasn't, and it was good for him for a little while. I felt like he, he's one of these kids who leaves the house two minutes before he needs to be somewhere that's 15 minutes away. Of course. And, and I think most kids are like that. Until they learn how time works (laughs) Yeah A whole other episode A whole other episode But he um, That helped him learn about being on time Mm -hmm. Um, In the maybe two months that he worked there And, And the reason he didn't stay Was that it was He was doing cash register stuff And every day he'd come home and go I saw this person and this person and this person They were so understaffed at the supermarket That they were scheduling him They had him on the schedule at one point for 20 hours For the week Wow And he's like I am a high school student Yeah I can't work every single moment that That's I'm not insane. in school. It just and and he was a he was a senior, so he was doing college applications. He had a there's a capstone, there's all this stuff going on. He's and he finally said, he told them multiple times for next week's schedule, it's gotta be you know x hours or less, right? And like the third time in a row, they just ignored him. He 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 came home. He said, I think I need to quit. And I said, I'll drive you over there to quit. I'm yeah. totally fine with you quitting. And and he said they just he he walked in and he came right back out. He's like I said were they mad? He said they just looked exhausted like because yeah. they're they're so understaffed. Yeah. Um yeah. this past summer he got a job with the Newtown Forest Association and he was driving around every day weed whacking trails and mm-hmm. pulling weeds and stuff like that. Found that he was not that he was immune to poison ivy, which made him a very sought-after commodity.
0: Nice. Well, he should, have, he should have been asked for a raise, right? He should have. So, yeah. He, he, yeah. he could just wade in there, with, and everyone else is just standing back. All the uh, savings they're going to have on salve.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, well, before the season started, my wife bought out Amazon on all the different types of tech, ten, tenku, or however you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, tenku. You know? Yeah, and we just we we have piles of it that he never needed because once he realized he was immune to it, he stopped spraying his clothes like all that. Meanwhile. I will probably have a rash later today from just talking about this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have that same problem here. Oh, but I'm, I don't have a I don't have I don't react to it. My wife reacts to it horribly. Oh, so, so bad, so bad. I um, yeah, I got stories about
1: that too. But but he's but he's had some good some good options. Um, and he did get to do a little bit of customer facing, and he dealt with some cranky people when he was a, ca- a cashier, mm-hmm. um, and that was good for him. My my daughter, who just turned sixteen, well, six months ago, she just started working at the local the movie theater at our town hall. So it's not like a like a Lowe's or a or a big chain movie theater. It's just mm-hmm. at, out, out of town hall, and she works at, at the cash at the um, at concessions. And she's having a blast with it. The the people are nice. You know, her she sees friends and you know all these people she knows from town coming in to buy popcorn from her. And right. um, um, I I convinced her that she needed to start freezing the Charleston shoes at the candy counter, and, and that's <laughs> that's kind of almost given her celebrity status. Like people are like, she's the one who thought of freezing the Charleston shoes. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so you can actually eat the bloody thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Once yes. they get
1: what well, after five minutes of eating a frozen one, you got to put it back in the freezer again. They don't get exactly. frozen long. Right. Um, again, with her, I think it has helped her understand the value of of planning and leaving the house on time.
0: Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's. Just... Yeah, so, I mean, because what other responsibilities do they have? Not, like not much. I will call it social norm responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Not much. Yeah.
1: Well, when when they're late for all these other things that I'm driving them to and the only person who gets put out by it is me.
0: Yeah, it's not a big
1: deal. Um, there's no
0: repercussions
1: for yeah, their accountability. I've yeah. it, in in the past with both of them when we've had like when they've needed a ride to school or for something for whatever reason, I have had to tell them the night before, look, tomorrow I have an early work call. We must leave the house by X time so I am not late for my work call. And 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 they've of course sometimes not abided by it and I and I, I tell them, I'm like, you you fucked my day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just don't understand what you just done here. But it's it, it's been good for her to know she needs to be somewhere. Um, and of course, the money doesn't hurt. Jack Jack just stores money like a chipmunk with the acorns. Um, good. He he just puts it all away. Sadie, it's all about what's the next weird earrings I can buy off Etsy.
0: Oh no, that's see, my problem was, I was pretty good with it with money, um, mm-hmm. and I would. Squirrel it away. haha. Until I got, so my the last summer before I went to college, I think so. So Northwest Ohio kid edge of the rust belt. There was two things you could do as a career choice. Really. It was either work in a factory or be a farmer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so my mom, they had what they called summer interns in the, uh, the company was called AutoLite. They made spark plugs and that was in my hometown. And, and, They're like, mom's like, you can make really good money. And this was in, was it 90? I think, I don't remember. And, uh, it was like part of the UAW and it was like 15 bucks an hour. And for around us, that was, that was stupid money Mm -hmm. for, for certainly for a kid. And this is, this is the kind of place where people started working there when they were high schoolers and retired from there kind of thing. Right. All they ever did was sit, sit on a stool and put a little metal washer on this little ceramic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go into that. <laughs> never, never mind. So, what I come to realize is that, I mean, I was making bank big time. And as an intern, quote, intern, you're kind of expendable. So, what they would do is they'd be like, hey, Altwise, can you stay for an extra half a shift? I'm doing the math in my head. Yep. I can do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Or, you know, a quarter or a third of a shift until the next break. And then that person would roll off. That supervisor would roll off. Another one would roll on the bit. Altwise. can you work another? I'm like, yep. Because this was a, a 24-7 operation, right? Uh. Until the plant manager came back in the next day and saw me still working. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, did you have two... He's like, you're not supposed to be on the morning shift. I'm like, no, they asked me if I could stay. He's like, how long have you been here? I'm like, since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his shit. <laughs> right. And then the, the union steward got involved. And i was well, just yes. like, what? And were there youth <clears throat> laws like, back then as well where, you know? <laughs> well, no, I was, I was, I was 18. So, oh, okay. okay. Uh, but I'm just like, dude, you know how much money I've made in the last 24 hours by not sleeping?
1: <laughs> oh, God. Um, if only they'd so, pay you now
0: for not sleeping. Oh, I know. God. The uh, but one of the things that I come to realize is my dad got really weird around that time with me, and I come to realize later that's a whole lot about control and losing control over me. It was also about the fact that I was making more money than he was, mm-hmm. and he did not like that one bit, I'm sure. I did not use that money as wisely as I should have. Let's put it that way. Okay, Fair. Uh, I should have uh, saved, I I could have saved much, much, much more of it for college and then not have had such a tough time in college with money um, and making ends meet. But um, yeah, that that job that summer was, God, I made, I bet I made $25,000 that summer. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a good job. Yeah. And I liked working with the people and it was, you know, I've always had this thing for like manufacturing and that whole environment. And so it was like spot on for me. And it was weird though, because I I was learning to work swing shifts, which is not something I'd ever done before. Hmm. And because you're, you're the intern, right? You're the one that has to climb through the air duct to unclog the raccoon kind of thing. <laughs> and so they would be like, okay, you're going to work on third shift for these three days and then you're going to go on first shift and then you're going to go back to night third shift and then you're going to work second shift for two weeks. And then, so you you had no like sleep schedule. That was, that was, that was tough. That was weird.
1: I, I would imagine that it was just different all the time. And then you'd go home during the, you know, and crash during the day. Yep. Ugh.
0: Yeah. And so you're off this, your schedule was total off. I loved second shift. It was three to 11. Because just go out afterwards, exactly, my friends would roll up in the in the parking lot, I wouldn't even take my car home they'd roll up in the parking lot in their old panel van and we'd all pile in there and go out and get hammered and uh it, uh, it was it was great so and then you could sleep until 2.15 the next day that's perfect. Ex- exa- exactly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so so the whole second shift thing worked out well for me, but that was interesting my, that was like my first really deep introduction to the quote working world. Okay. And I remember these working with these other people, uh, there, like my friend's parents that work there being like, Oh, you know, th- they're going to offer you a job, you know, a full-time job. You just, you just watch, that's what they do. And you know, it, it works out really well. You ought to really consider this. I'm like, well, consider it. What do you mean? And you're like, well, you're going to go to college, right? I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, just, you know, just consider your options.
1: Oh, so to do that what, instead of college, they're saying. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I'm like, so work in this factory for $17 an hour or go to college. Yeah. And then about three years into my college career, they started shutting that plant down, moving everything to Mexico. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm like, it's because you people were demanding so much money and benefits that you shot yourself in the foot, hmm. which is exactly what happened. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, okay. It's not 1974 anymore, people. Jeez. But I learned, I learned a lot. I mean, I, I certainly learned work, work, work ethic. I learned the concept of the value of my time and the fact that there were other things I could do to, let's say, earn money that I, I might not have thought of myself capable of doing or I shouldn't say capable, like uh, qualified of doing. So it can, I think, certainly help one's self-esteem.
1: Absolutely, it definitely can. And and something else, I know something that was beneficial for my son was that, you know, he he really liked that first job he had doing the IT related stuff. But it was also very much like school, because it was it was cerebral work. I'll say, yeah, yeah. Um, he loved the forest association stuff, and especially because that was the summer after he graduated from high school. So high school's done, college is on the horizon, and he spent the summer outside doing physical labor. Yes. Was, was such, I believe, a freeing experience for him to not have to be thinking, for lack of right. a better term. <laughs> right, right. And he's already talking about doing it again next summer. That was part of what he did like about the supermarket job was that, and he would tell me, he's like, after school after being in school all day, I can just go stand there and scan items. It's like, yeah, well, a generation ago, you'd have to type in the price. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> and make change, God forbid.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh.
1: It's, it's a lot easier now. But yeah, that that ability to just do something different and, and make money for it. I, I think that freedom has been big for my daughter.
0: It's an important le- life lessons to learn. And, you know, I, God forbid, I start taking on those characteristics of my parents, but it's not all about the money. I mean, the money is important mm-hmm. as part of a understanding the, the requirement within our society. That's just the way it is. Right. But being exposed to all these different opportunities and realizing what one can do mm-hmm. uh, is was important for me. I mean, it could have, the, the things like all the construction work I did could have influenced my path in, like, even college. You know, people say, I can't believe you're not in engineering or I can't believe you're not in this or that or architecture. And I was all very interested in that, but it just didn't, that wasn't the direction I was going. It was like, yeah, i like to do that stuff, but I also have other interests. So you know I'm interested in biology I'm interested in art I'm interested in these other things that I really want to study in depth and like this idea of construction work was a means to an end mm-hmm. and what is and, and know the difference
1: right right get a get a feel for where these things could possibly take you and and where you some of them you don't want them to take you anywhere mm-hmm. yeah so, so something else I found interesting back when my son was deciding whether to leave the um the supermarket, I, I said to him, well, do your, fr- do your friends have jobs? You know, these are He's a senior in high school. I said, I imagine most of your friends have jobs. And he said, no, not really. Some of them do, some of them don't. And we kind of dug deeper into it. And I said, I imagine the kids with the really big houses probably aren't working. But the folks that don't have as much money are. And he mm-hmm. thought about it for a second. and He said, it's actually the opposite hmm. because of where we work, where we live He said, if you don't have a car, you can't work. Ah, yeah. So the kids who needed the income couldn't get to a job, Uh, which I thought was – the more we talked about it, like his eyes were bugging out. He's like – he's going through all of his friends in his head. He's like, oh, my God, yeah. The kids that really could use this money have no no way to get there or they're taking care of siblings. Like there's – they have family responsibilities that go – and, and lack of transportation available. I, I, it was a fascinating conversation.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So the opportunities even to earn money and to have that life life lesson uh, are not equally distributed amongst the population. Cor- correct. That's at le- too bad.
1: At least when you live somewhere where a car is required.
0: Well, all I can say is that children should be used for physical labor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Agreed with what- <laughs> It's getting to be that time where I need to go pick up a whole bunch of 40-pound bags of wood pellets from my pellet stove. and um,
0: You're I, running out of kids. I,
1: I am. Well, well, because, I mean, Sadie, I think, gets – Sadie actually acquires musculature when she takes a large popcorn and, and hands it over to someone at the concession stand. That's, that's heavy for her. So uh. the 40-pound bags of wood pellets aren't going to work with her. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it myself or strategically wait for, like, Thanksgiving when the boy is back. And say, you're home for four days. Let's
0: go carry wood pellets. Mm -hmm. Be like my mom was like, you know, come all the way back to Ohio from Wisconsin and dig up this rose bush before me so I don't have to pay somebody else to do it. Exactly. Yeah, I'll get right on that.
1: My mommy found me my job.